0: sanguine, simply optimistic, a community of hope and optimism. Hey, 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 welcome back, everyone. This is, I believe, my fifth podcast, and uh, the Sanguine Podcast, really what that is, is a fancy name for this incredible MC group. All of you out there that come to group and those of you that are joining us listening to this crazy podcast, thank you so much. And uh, I just want to say you're a part of this community too and uh, um, would love for you guys to chime in and uh just give your feedback i would like to know how i'm doing so far adrian says on my first one i put her to sleep she said the content was great but i talked way too slow and so i sped it up a bit and i've had to do that on a couple of them so she's like you're just so much better live and isn't that true of all of us we're So much better live. So I'm trying to make this more lively, but I'm in my closet staring at my clothes. And I just have to say, even though Adrian has great choices in clothes, they just don't look as good as you guys. I mean, honestly, there's nothing better than your warm faces, Uh, my friends and my family, my community. And uh, I'm just so thankful for you. I'm going to say it every week because it's true. Every week, I am so thankful for you guys. Hey, I just want to bring up another point, guys. You know, we have our MC group on uh, the Facebook, and it's a great place for you guys to list prayer requests and communications. I have to confess, I'm not the best with Facebook, but uh, you know... During the week and stuff, if you got stuff going on, it would be a fantastic place to communicate and uh, even private message. And uh, yeah, let's just uh, let's work harder at keeping in touch. So, hey, uh, this last Friday, no two Fridays ago, because I'm a little behind on the podcast. Even though it looks like I'm ahead, I'm actually behind because I haven't done it in a couple weeks. Because the whole technical side of this thing is. Wow. Um, I am learning a lot. That's all I got to say about that. But we talked about, hey, what if you have a a million dollars in the bank? And some of you might actually have a million dollars in the bank, but you didn't believe that you had a million dollars in the bank. And so what good would it do? Well, it's obvious answer to that question is it wouldn't do you any good at all. If you had a million dollars in the bank, but you believe that you did not have a million dollars in the bank, you would never utilize that million dollars. So even though it was actually there, it would do you no good until you died and you had a will or went to the state or probate, God forbid, it goes to the state or to the government. Um, hopefully it goes to your family members, but they would discover that what you had is real. And uh, I equated this on Friday night to what God has for us, that as we were non-believers, we were separated from God. But then when we discovered that Jesus had made a way for us, that he literally became a bridge to cross a chasm that we could not access without him, he made a bridge for us by the, um, by dying for our sins, that which has separated us from God. And so when we become a Christian and we do that by faith, by saying, Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins. And I realize that I am a sinner and that I am separated from God and that I need your forgiveness. And It's as simple as that, you know, the Holy Spirit comes in and I trust, uh, I don't even have to trust, I know he does this because I've seen him do it again and again. He convicts people of their sin. We don't have to do it because the Holy Spirit does it. He convicts people of their sin and then there is a point of confessing that, yeah, I realize that I've sinned and all that sin is is that you just have miss doing the very best in life, which is true of all of us. We miss doing the very best when we know there's a perfect right thing to do and we don't do that. That's a sin we miss. I I still miss all the time. I'm thankful that that forgiveness of Jesus is ongoing and the repentance is always available to me confession and repentance are always available to me. But anyway, to access into that million dollar kingdom, it's like a billion dollar kingdom. It's even more than that. Um, The resources of God are so vast and so far beyond that. It's simply getting over that Jesus bridge and it is accepting that Jesus died for your sin and accepting the work that he gave for you and asking for forgiveness and accepting Jesus into your life, it's like, bam, you're there. You're in the kingdom of God and you're part of those glorious riches. But unfortunately, most of us here, and I'm hoping, you know, well, this gets me in a little sticky ground because God is the only one that knows everybody's heart. And I trust that everybody here has a relationship with Jesus. And to me, it seems very evident on the outside that everybody does, but only God knows our hearts. So we'll, we'll just leave it at that. But we, uh, <laughs> wow, I kind of dug myself into a hole. I just have to say, we're just going to take a minute. I have seen every person in this group demonstrate the fruits of the Spirit's. But it never hurts to take time and examine our walk with Jesus and to make sure that we're current, that we've confessed, we've repented of sins in our life. And so, hey, you know, it's never a bad thing to check with God and make sure you're current. And uh, there are, unfortunately, a lot of people that go to church and think going to church is that which causes them to be saved and enter the kingdom of God. And that isn't true. Jesus and his forgiveness and his work on the cross, dying for our sins to make a way to God is the only way to enter the kingdom of God. So yeah, that kind of huge (laughs) sidetrack. If I've confused any of you, please talk to me or put something in the comments. Um, My desire is not to confuse anybody, and this talk is specifically about that us as Christians, those who have entered the kingdom of God, have accepted the work of Jesus, have crossed that bridge of faith that Jesus' life has laid down so that we can enter the realm of the kingdom of God and that we are now sons and daughters of God. And so the resources of God are available to us, but there's something that's really prevalent. It's like Christian amnesia. We forget now that we are part of a kingdom that owns and controls all of the resources of the universe, all known regions and unknown regions, galaxies, multiverses, you know, whatever belief system you have, if it's actually true and falls into God's realm, that is part of his resources. And we forget, and we even forget the scriptures that tell us about the resources that say things like, and my God will supply all my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus, which means that there's a ton of riches out there. And I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Another fantastic scripture separated by, I think, a few verses in Philippians. Scriptures where Jesus talks about, I will never leave you or forsake you. Scriptures about when Jesus says, when he has to leave, when, after he's risen from the dead, and he says, I must go so that the Holy Spirit can come, wait for the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit is another incredible, miraculous, awesome gift, third person of the Trinity, part, equal part of the Godhead, incredible gift and resource. So we as Christians forget that. And sometimes, and please don't take this personally because this applies to me too, we're just a bunch of weaklings or a bunch of wussies because God gives us scriptures and God sometimes well, I think oftentimes he wants us to hold him to his scriptures, and so he will hold out a bit. He'll be like, do you really believe me? Do you really believe, Philippians 4.13, that I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me? Do you believe that, Tom? Do you believe that? And so I get put to the test. God wants us to hold him to his promises, it is, I, I I don't know where we've got off, or maybe it's not even taught. I know for myself, I forget. God wants to be held to his promises. He is a good father. He compares himself to us, and he says, if your earthly fathers can give good gifts, how much more do I give good gifts? God is not into our suffering, but he is 100% into our perseverance. He is into growing our faith. He's He wants to make us strong spiritual warriors. So when the tough times come, we're just like, we have these scriptures and we hold to these scriptures. And you plant a stake in the ground. I used this example last week for me. Philippians 4 19 is like a great verse for me and it says and my God shall supply all my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus who strengthens me right and so I take that verse and I partner with my imagination remember the vocabulary of the spirit your imagination it is where those prayer requests It is where those requests of God is, even where the scriptures become alive and real and where you can literally, well, literally in your mind, grab hold of these and take them and put faith and partner faith with these scriptures. And so I take that Philippians where it talks about, and my God will supply all my needs. And I take that as a stake. S T A K E. Those of you that may be thinking, I'm thinking of a cow stake. No, this is a stake where you plant in a ground, like a property marker, a pin that says territory. And I put that in the ground and that stake, I'm holding onto it. I'm claiming that ground, that place of provision. I partner with that, my imagination. And as I see, as that stake enters the ground, And my life, I see barrenness and lack, and that stake enters the ground, and I see greenness, and I see lushness that's around me. That is, you're using your imagination, the vocabulary of the Spirit with the Scriptures that are living and active, that are breathed through the Word of God, the Word being Jesus. He brings the Scriptures That are written that they become living and active through his breath and his inspiration through the Holy Spirit into our lives. And so God wants to be held to his promises. He wants you to read the scriptures and the places where it says, I will never leave you or forsake you, and you're feeling forsaken. You hang on to that scriptures and you say, Jesus, I know that that's not true. You hold on to the scriptures that talk about whatever is bound in heaven is bound on earth. And you hold on to the scriptures and realize that Jesus and Father God and the Holy Spirit have put these in writing so that you have something to hold them to. They like to be held to those and they like to test us. You know, it makes us stronger like any father Our Father, our spiritual Father, wants us to grow strong. And when you see your kids tested and they grow strong, your heart has tremendous pleasure. That is no different when you're with your Heavenly Father. He gets incredible pleasure from you garnering strength. So, no, it's not mean and it's not vindictive or any kind of malicious thought like that is the father wanting to see his sons and daughters strong. And so let's just hit another point that we hit Friday night. We talked about Friday night prayer requests. Jesus loves specific prayer requests. And I use the example of Wallace and uh, say Wallace wants a bike. And he says, dad, Hey, I want a bike. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, anything specific? No, nah, I just want a bike. And we'll just use this example like a similar prayer request. Oh, Jesus, uh, uh, I need help. So Wallace wants a bike, right? So I go to Goodwill, and I get him a bike. And I give him the bike. The bike happens to be old used and I was looking for a good deal and I was missing a wheel because I think there's a wheel at home and Wallace gets what he prayed for or asked me for. Wallace asked me for a bike and so maybe you're getting what you're praying for. You're praying vague. You're praying with a very limited understanding of God the Father. That God the Father, okay, Some of you may struggle with this. God the Father incredibly values you. And there are a lot of people out there that have not been valued by their parents, have not been valued by people in their life, feel like they are less than. But God the Father sent his only begotten son because he so loved You, you know, the scripture says the world, but we can easily translate that to you, that he loved you, that he allowed Jesus to die for you, right? You, you have value. And sometimes you struggle with that and you're like, oh, I got all this past history and I, all right, I get it. Yeah, I get it. But the road to recovery is just to say, I hear that, and I agree with that, and I am beginning a belief system around that. And as you believe that you have value and that God loves you and that your prayer requests that God wants to give you good things, he wants you to be strong, and he wants you to grow And he wants you to have the things that you need. Otherwise, he wouldn't put those crazy scriptures in there. And there are crazy scriptures all over the place. You go to the Proverbs and it talks about the righteous not being forsaken. Okay, you may not feel righteous, but if you accepted Jesus into your life and accepted the work that he did and the forgiveness that he has, I'm sorry, you're righteous. And your brain is just going to have to, or your feelings are just going to have to catch up with your brain because the truth is that you're righteous. You may not feel righteous, but the truth is, is that you're righteous. And so one of the things that I talked about on Friday night is get specific with your prayer request. I teased our teenage boys a little bit. It's like, what kind of wife do you want? Do you want her to have blonde hair? Do you want her to be beautiful? Do you want her to be ugly? You know, do you want her to be skinny or do you like a larger woman that's a power lifter? And hey, none of these things are wrong because God has created us all so diversely. And so there are so many options out there for mates, for women. You may be looking for a husband and you want somebody that's adventurous or you want somebody that can make a good income and, you know, provide a good life for you. And different things are important. You know, if that's something you're desiring, you need to get specific about that. And like for me, I wanted to make some changes. I need to be specific about those changes. And I use my imagination to engage in those changes that I want in my life. And I'm very specific. You know, one of the things that I want is I want to lose weight. And so I'm imagining the way that I'm going to look as I lose weight, I'm imagining how I'm going to do that, and I'm praying that, and I'm putting it before the Father as I do that. Does this stuff happen overnight? No. Does it happen quickly? Often way more quickly than we think it happens. That's the coolest thing about God is that we don't have to always persevere for a long time. Sometimes we think we do, and we thought about our thoughts. If you think it's going to be long and hard, well... Welcome to the long and hard. If you think that this could maybe get done fairly quickly, well, welcome to this will probably get done fairly quickly. And so part of our process is is we're changing the way we think, but we're also changing our understandings. We're looking at the scriptures, and we're looking at what God says. And we're not just going with what our perceptions of scriptures are or maybe things that we heard a long time ago or things that we saw on TV that actually influence the way we think. But the truth is, when you become a Christian, you enter into huge wealth. The Psalms talk about your father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And when that was written, that means basically your father has more money than warren buffett and bill gates and all those people and that you need some well there's some out there for you and so there is faith and there's using in your imagination now i'm just going to take a little caveat here because there are and i don't think any of you guys are this way because you're hard workers but there are people that sit around And say, oh, God, you know, I I need money. And then God has somebody that knocks on the door and says, hey, I need some work done. And, you know, I'm willing to pay $25 an hour. And say, you normally made $15. And you're just like, nah, you know, I'm waiting around because I'm praying. And I'm just waiting in faith that God's going to bring an answer. Okay, well, and you guys probably all get this. That person just missed the answer. Because, you know, prayer and faith are partnered with work and action, not even work with action. It's like, so you use your imagination and you use your faith, but then there's that key component, action. People of faith and imagination also need to be people of action. And so when that faith and that imagination have partnered together and they have created this thing to grab onto and hold God to his promises, and they have prayed and put that before the Father, and they have spent time meditating, and in the Spirit, you know, in the Spirit, visualizing things, interacting, spending intentional time with God, you know, then there's action. It's like when the Israelites we're called to do things. There was faith and there was action. And so I'm not advocating sitting around waiting for something. I'm advocating, use your imagination, use your faith. And then when the opportunity comes, take that action. And so we'll just wrap this podcast up, but just remember that we have incredible riches. Discover those riches. You know, there was a silly book years ago, and I, and I, I have it somewhere, and I'm going to try to dig it out, and I may even see if I can find copies for you guys, but it's The Promises of God, and it just goes through, and it lists every scripture and every promise of God. And if you guys want to be blown away, you will literally be blown away by the promises of God to you. It, it it is just, you know, if it doesn't change you then well we better pray for you more if it doesn't change you. Um just incredible stuff that God has promised us and God does. We're like his children. He desires everything for his children like you do if you're a parent. And if you're a kid, sometimes you think your parents are against you, but really um, and unless they're really off the rocker. And I'm not saying, cause there are some off the rocker parents, but all your parents out there seem pretty good to me. And so they have your best interest in mind. And so remember this week be specific with your prayer requests use your imagination let them blossom into a beautiful painting a can- that's on the canvas of your mind that they're in living color and they may even become animated and they become a, a motion picture a mini motion picture And so you're using the vocabulary of the spirit, which is your imagination. You're partnering that with faith that you get from intentional time with God and intentional time in the scriptures, two great places to get faith. And then you take the action when it comes. So, hey guys, uh, yes, I would love your feedback on how I'm doing. I'm really trying hard to improve on this whole podcasting thing. Hopefully, um, I'm more interesting, more engaging, more focused, not too scattered. Although I, I do tend to be scattered. Um, I would love your feedback. And if you guys are liking this and getting things from this, hey, share it with your friends. Um, you know, invite them to the group or invite them to join the podcast. We just have fun together. And so. Again, Michelin community family, I love you guys. I'm so grateful for you. Have an awesome week.